If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Monday, October 23rd. We are pre-recording this episode from 1022 Studios at at Industrious while we are on vacation at Walt Disney World. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for the technology that allows us to provide you with a show while we are also on vacation. It's like we're here, but we're here, but we're here. We're in so many different places at once. Technology is amazing. It's amazing. Uh, my name is Callie Dollar, and Jeff Dollar, I am grateful for you oh, today. Thank Yesterday you. was our seven-year anniversary. Seven years. We have been married for seven years. Crazy, right? What the heck, man? As it's, Ellie would say. What the heck, man? It seems. Uh, it doesn't seem like that long. Really? Does it to you? Um. No, but also, you know what seems like a really long time ago is when we were first dating. That seems like 25 years ago. Right. But seven years we've been married, like we're, you know, not that we're close. I mean, we're closer to 10 at this point. And there's so much that happened in, that has happened in the past seven years. Um, it And all of it, all of it remarkable. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got fired. My mom passed. You quit your job. Ellie came into the world. We moved 27 times. We started a podcast. We started this company. We did fertility treatments. We did fertility treatments, uh, multiple rounds and different types of fertility treatments. We have baby number two on the way. We uh, we have, you know, over a dozen podcasts up and running that are all on different charts and stuff. We have 17. So a dozen and a half almost. Mm-hmm. It's just... Uh, I mean, it's been action-packed. Yeah. And it's so weird because, I mean, I don't know. I, I think you had a more action-packed childhood than I did. Yeah. But it it's so weird to me when I think of how much acti- – I, I feel like I've com- – in the seven years that we've been married, I have done a lifetime of things. You know, with yeah. you, and I wouldn't have it any other way because you're fun to do things with. You still like me? Uh, you're fun to do things with. <laughs> I feel like, you know, I was thinking about when we first, because there were points um, this year, especially when we were, like, figuring out the company and when I was, like, so upset about quitting my job and negotiating my exit and, like, all of this stuff that I was like, oh, this is, like, so hard. Like, I miss the days when it was easy, like, when we were – newly married or when we were dating and we were traveling all the time and we had like next to no responsibilities and you were in a cushy job and I loved mine and things were just easier. Um, And I remember thinking at one point, like, oh my gosh, like I thought then that that was like the most intimate, like I thought that getting married at the time would be the most intimate thing that we would ever do. Like saying those vows together and and doing all those things and having one-on-one travel with each other. And I think that having kids and the experiences that we've been through the past seven years, I have, and this sounds like a dumb and obvious thing to say, but I'm going to say it because it's true. I have never had such an intimate relationship in my entire life. Like you and I, I feel like when you get married, you're so exposed with another person. Does that make sense? Like no one has ever seen this much of me, but you, you're the only person on the planet that has seen me through 
like the IVF. We've been through the death of a parent together. We've been through getting fired together. We've been, I've never been through so many experiences with anyone ever in my life. Yeah. And it's, um, yeah. And it's going to be that way forever. Yeah, it's isn't crazy. That, isn't, that like, wi- isn't that wild? It's just weird when you actually think about it. I'm like, oh my gosh, you and, and watched the, me have surgery and then uh, held our baby. Mm, <laughs> I didn't watch you have surgery. You were in a room with me when I had surgery. Mm, like, that's... No, the surgery was done. <laughs> I walked in when the surgery was finished. I think I walked in right before they put Ellie on your chest. Yeah. Or either either that or like the the minute after they did. Mm-hmm. And then I got to go with her in the surgery. Mm. Um, but we, you <laughs> know. Listen, even marriage has limits. And <laughs> witnessing surgery is one of them. Um, our, our miscarriage was the most intimate thing I think I've ever experienced next to fertility treatments. And we've been through that together. And it really is. I just, I love you so much. And I am so. What advice would you give to somebody getting married this month based on what you know from the past seven years? Ooh. Do you have one off the top of your head? Um, yeah, I think um, even on our rough days, and I think this is this is probably more of a selfish one, but I'm a selfish person, so you should be used to it by now. <laughs> um, I feel like I am a better communicator, and I think when I'm communicating well, our our relationship thrives. And so my advice to anyone, and I think it applies. You think you're a better communicator than I am? No. Is it a better communicator than what? Than I was seven years ago. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For sure. And um, and I think it's just more of a I, – I, overall, I think it's more of a challenge for men to communicate effectively because, you know, this is stereotyping. But I think most men default to a, I need to solve the problem. I need to fix it. I don't need to trouble anyone else. I don't want to burden anyone Mm -hmm. else. And um, I think, and you may disagree, but I think in the course of the seven years of our marriage, I have gone from a person who just tries to take care of everything and not communicate anything Mm -hmm. to a person who way over communicated Mm -hmm. and became almost – reliant on you know, saying, I can't, I'm having a hard day. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? To coming back to being in the middle. Yeah. You've been the person that's now not afraid to say, I need help. Right. And that was something you never would have said seven years ago. And um, so my advice to somebody who's getting married this month is perfect that communication with your partner and lose the, it, and if you're not communicating, it's probably ego related. Yeah. So lose the ego when it comes to that and just be a good communicator. Mine. Or a better communicator. Yeah. Mine would be. Oh, my gosh. I just lost it. Uh, oh, no. Mine would be. Every. Assume that you're always on the same team. Because I think it's really easy in marriage to say, well, I think this. Well, I think this. So we're on different teams now, and that's when you are standing across from each other, not with each other in solidarity. But I think you and I have been really good about saying when we're discussing things that we don't agree on or we get into an argument saying, hey, we're on the same team here. Right. Like just reminding the conversation like we may not agree on how to get to point B. But we agree that we stand next to each other. We hold each other's hand in solidarity and we have to figure it out. Even if it's something like extreme, like if you're in a relationship and one parent 
says, hey, I think if the kid misbehaves, um, they should go stand in the corner and have a timeout. Mm-hmm. And the other parent says, hey, I think if the kid misbehaves, they go pick a switch and get over my knee and get spanked, yeah. right? So there's two different, two very different methods of handling something very important. Mm-hmm. And you you could be 180 degrees apart on those, opposite sides of, of the graph, but you're both on the same team because at the end of the day, you want a well-behaved child. Mm-hmm. So you're you're still communicating about the same thing, right? You just have to you're you're not trying to so, you're not trying to prove who's right. You're trying to find out how you're going to reach that destination, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I think that's really good advice. It's um, you know, sometimes it's hard, but I think even saying that like mid-fight to someone, I think helps kind of like you know loosen up that oh yeah it's just a good reminder of to jolt you back into oh we are partners here like um i pam fowler who uh who's a friend of ours and her husband mike was a friend of ours but he passed away a few months ago she said that when they would get into fights no matter how big the fight was right it could be a tiny little whatever or it could be a a you know potential marriage ender blowout mm-hmm. at some point he would stop and he would say, hold on a minute. I don't understand how you could be this mad at me because I am the nicest guy that I know. Right? <laughs> and yes. it's, it sounds so silly and it's such a dad joke and it's so goofy. But – It's a diffuser. It also makes you, no matter how big or little the fight is, it makes you step back and say, okay, this is all this is all just silly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we're fighting over whether we're going to order Thai food or Mexican food for or go out to Thai food or Mexican food for dinner or we're, you know, deciding on the future. What? No, this is silly. Let's pause. Yeah. Regroup and come back. And um, I've just, you know, remember that I've wanted to use it since then, but we haven't had any really big blowout fights. Yeah. No, but we haven't. We should we should have one so I can use that line. <laughs> I look forward to it. Um, I have a... Well, a, happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, my a, love. I got you a desk set because that's the... Yeah, what's up with that? I don't know. Like kind of fitting for us, but what desk set are you going to buy me that I'm going to have in 30 years, you know? Can I... Um, okay, so our anniversary was yesterday. Yes. But we are recording this... Before our anniversary. Five days before our anniversary. Yes. So this is the day after. Yeah, this is the day after. Did you get me a gift? No. Oh, Did good. you get me a gift? No. We here's the thing. So we Disney agreed, is the gift. Disney's the gift. I'll buy you a Dole Whip. <laughs> um, well, I think for both of us right now, we we talked about this, and we'll talk about it more as we get closer to the holidays because this is going to be a really hard one for me. We agreed to not get each other an anniversary gift this year. We agreed to not spend a ton of money on Jeff's 50th birthday. Actually, you brought that up, except for, like, Disney. Like, you don't want me to throw you a surprise party. You don't want to go to a fancy dinner. Like, and Christmas this year is going to be light on us and more about Ellie because we are working together to buy a house. And it's really not extra money that we have to throw around right now. Well, it's for me, it's not even about the money. I mean, we're going to Walt Disney World. And regardless of whether or not we used miles to get there right. or, or we spent cash, it's still going to be an expensive trip. And it will 
this trip will supersede anything that you could have given me, any gift yeah. that you could have, you know, yeah. You unless you unless you were, you know, you don't pick up a like you know Rolex watch or something, then we could talk <laughs> yeah. about it. But if it's just a, you know, token, here's your stapler because the the thing is yeah. desk, desk set. Yeah, I don't want it. Instead, let's go to um, you know, let's go over to Epcot and have crepes at Paris. Right. There we go. Right. That's fine. And same thing for my birthday. Um, this is it. This trip is it. Yeah. This is what I wanted for my birthday. Yeah. I'm getting to hang out with you. I'm getting to hang out with Ellie. Ellie's getting to meet all of her friends. And I get a crepe in Paris or pasta yeah. in Italy or a Dole Whip or a Mickey Mouse shaped waffle. Done. So this is like our anniversary gift. It's Jeff's yeah. birthday. It's anniversary. Ellie's it's birthday. Part Christmas. I mean, for Christmas, we're bu- trying to buy each other a house. So that's, you know, it's Ellie's birthday. It's it's the whole thing. Um I will tell you that I, I hear Petty Callie is about to come out. Yeah. And I feel like you're going to judge me for this, but I feel like most women that listen to the show will say, I totally get you on that. And this is really silly because we're very happy. We have two, about to be two kids. Um, we're very secure in our relationship. There is no jealousy, but I have a competition, a secret competition going on in my head. Oh, who are you competing against? Uh, you and the fact that you've been married before, <laughs> before, because you were married for ten years. So for me, the most exciting anniversary is going to be ten years. Not only because we've lasted ten years, but also because um, it will be longer than your first marriage. That's so petty. It's so petty. Um, for what it's worth, I didn't want to say this earlier. I don't really, it because it, I don't want it to be sound rude or catty or petty. But considering you opened the petty, I did thing, open the petty jar. Um, I will tell you that this relationship, this the the ten the prior ten years, in retrospect, felt so long. Oh, your last marriage? Yes. And the seven years with you feel like felt like it's flown by. Oh, so that's really sweet. So I don't know if that's any comfort to you. Oh no, I need and, that number. And I, and I don't know what that means. <laughs> Men won't. But, okay. I didn't expect you to understand. I feel like I just needed to admit it to let everyone know that I am indeed petty, and I don't feel you know. It's not like you guys have kids together or a relationship. Like you guys don't talk. You don't. You're both living your happiest lives, as far as I'm concerned. Like I don't know. Uh, We're just we we went our set. We didn't. We ain't no Kim and Croy in that business. <laughs> there is no Kim and Croy going on. Uh, you guys just went down your own paths and that was it. There's no like lingering drama. She, I need, sorry, I don't have to like, there's nothing. And I don't know why I have this competition, but I'm like, I will 10 years and a day will be the best day ever. Cause I'm going to be like, I'm the most successful marriage Jeff has ever had. What if you don't make it that long? Like I die? No. Like, what if I die? No. What if we split up? Why would we split up? I don't know. The first seven years flew by. What if the next three are like, whoa. 25 years. Like jogging through a tub of peanut butter. Well, we are not getting divorced before Before our 10-year anniversary. Um, And I know you don't remember things like this, so I I really want to know how long it was because I just want to like beat that. The number one thing for me to succeed in all other areas of my life is getting a good night's sleep. When I sleep well... I have more energy, obviously. I feel less anxious and less stressed. And I just am in a better mood, which makes everybody around me happier. 
and CBD has helped me get that good sleep. But what I've learned is that there are different CBDs out there, and even the ones that say that they're really strong or work really fast don't because, quite honestly, a lot of companies lie on their label. Next, Evo Naturals knows this, and so they have solved two problems. Number one, they've got something called Smart Sorb Technology that allows their all-natural gummies to absorb four times better than most oil-based products. And number two, they're honest on their labels. You're going to get exactly the amount that they promise on the label. 100% of the CBD that you buy is what's going to end up in your system. Regular CBD oil just doesn't mix with your water-based body. So Next Evo Naturals and the Smart Sorb technology helps your body absorb more CBD per dosage. You can upgrade to better natural solutions from Next Evo Naturals by going to nextevo.com and use promo code UPSIDE to get 25% off. That's 25% off at Next Evo, N-E-X-T-E-V-O, Use the code UPSIDE, 25% off. The Walk to End Alzheimer's is the world's largest event to raise awareness and funds for Alzheimer's care, support, and research. And I got to tell you, I went to one of their events lately. We are so close to turning a corner on this disease. Get involved in the walk. This fall, we're walking in Atlanta on November 4th at the Battery at Truist Park, and we would love it if you would join us. And if you are not in Georgia, there are events in your community too. To register and get involved with the walk near you, head to alz.org slash walk today. Join the Walk to End Alzheimer's and help us make a brighter future for all those affected by Alzheimer's. And you never know, guys, one day it could be us if that's not us today. Make a difference today at alz.org slash walk. Tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. Here are your three random things for today. Number one, the National Sleep Foundation said that warming your feet can help you get more and better sleep, so you should consider wearing socks to bed. Now, I can't sleep with socks on. I can't either. And I can go to bed with socks on and then I kick them off. I, I can't even go to bed. Sometimes I wear a sock because I, especially in the winter, I get really dry skin mm-hmm. on the back of um, like my heel. And so I put lotion on it and then I want to put a sock on, I guess. So it doesn't, I don't know. I it doesn't like get it, all over our sheets and stuff. I guess, but I, I, I that's such a silly thing because I'm like, oh, I don't want it to touch the sheets because then the, the lotion I just put on will rub off. But it doesn't make any sense now that I say it out loud. But it drives me nuts that I have Is it the, the feel of something know. on your feet or is it that you get hot? I don't know. But I'm all about more and better sleep. So uh, the doctor, Dr. Luo, said that warming the feet can have a positive impact for many people because of its effect in lowering – or I'm sorry, in promoting lower core body temperature, which encourages relaxation. So uh, – Put socks on. Some people can also put a heating pad on their feet or taking a warm bath or doing a warm 
foot soak right before bed, um, can dilate the blood vessels in your feet, causing them to expand, hold more blood, therefore be warmer. So sleep with socks on if you have trouble sleeping. Your second random thing for today is, Jeff Deller, can you guess the number one um, highest related Halloween injury for kids? Uh, tripping, like falling, probably falling related from tripping over their costumes, falling down porch stairs and stuff like that. That is one of them, but not the first. So it's breaking, like falling and breaking something, burning yourself on a candle. Like if people actually have jack-o'-lanterns with real candles in there. I've thought about that and you, uh, like, I'm, su- I'm surprised that. I'm that, fine with the little lights. But I'm surprised before those little lights were a popular thing that more people didn't just go up in flames. They're, From like super plasticky flammable costumes. My mom um, is from New Mexico, and they do luminarios at Christmas. Do you yeah. know what those are? Uh-huh. They did those in Arizona, right? Yeah, the paper bags, paper with bags, the candles. sand in them, candles. Like churches do it as fundraisers. They'll come set it up at your house. But it's very um, like it's tradition. But uh, my mom wanted to do it. <laughs> forever and my dad was like um absolutely not we live in the south there's like five million trees and one of those things goes down and our whole neighborhood's up in flames um but that wasn't my point my point is that the number one is actually carving pumpkins kids get injured oh yeah and they said that a lot of people want to grab a sharp knife because those ones they sell in the kits are like little cheap things or whatever and you're like Mm -hmm. this isn't cut this is going to take me forever um but you actually should use those because Pumpkin specific carving knives are safer because the force you need to actually injure yourself is way higher. Like it's hard to seriously hurt yourself. Like go to the hospital, hurt yourself if you use those little kits. Um, otherwise, just do it yourself and have your kids scoop out the the seeds. The fifth and your third random thing is the fiftieth annual World Champion Pumpkin Way Off, which took place in uh, California, broke a world record. The winning pumpkin this year two thousand seven hundred and forty nine pounds. Now that. Wow. That's impressive. But here's what I found most fascinating about the story. The uh, the guy who won named his pumpkin Michael Jordan. Uh, he also won in the year. <laughs> I don't know tw- why that's funny, but that's really funny. Well, yeah. It's like a dog with a people's name. A gourd with a people's well, name is funny, yeah. too. Um, in 2020, he won with a 2,350-pound pumpkin. In 2022, he won with a 2,560-pound pumpkin. And... Uh, this pumpkin, 2,749 pounds, broke a world record, and he won. But here's the deal. And he got 30000 bucks. Wow. But he spent, he planted it on April 10th. Mm-hmm. So I guess put the seed in the ground on April 10th. It cost him since then $15,000 to feed and care for the pumpkin. Fifteen thousand dollars. I wonder if he's married because I feel like, as a, as hobbies go that annoy the spouse, I feel like that would be extra annoying. You're spending fifteen thousand dollars to do what? Right. Um, why don't just, you just Why don't you just sleep outside with your pumpkin? Just for the fun of it, uh, his other two pumpkins that won one was named Maverick, and the other one was named Tiger King. And those are your three random things. You are strong. You are brave, you kind, and you always belong here.